0: And we're back. Welcome to the podcast. This week we traveled to the Pacific Northwest, a scene that consistently puts out good bands, the former home to Rainfest. Rest in peace. But don't worry because January 11th, just another gig, volume one, a full day of awesome hardcore. Make sure to check that out. But finally, guys, I know you've been asking and I've been trying, trust me we did it we got somebody from the pacific northwest to come on the podcast joey i'm really happy and thankful that you're able to make it work i support his podcast all the bands that he's in the work that he puts in it's awesome i had a really great time talking to him and i hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as i did so without further ado welcome joey to the podcast. and we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Joey.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. This is definitely um a pleasure because I've been wanting to have somebody on from the Pacific Northwest and I've been uh you know sliding in the DMs, but I feel like you're the the only person to a- answer that call, so thank you.
1: Yeah, people here are a little bit uh scared. Uh I'm not, but I'm happy that I could be the first one to be a representative representative of pacific northwest
0: yeah for sure thank you uh today's really weird i didn't plan it um but uh i'm, I'm sure you probably know uh lower species re- released their demo four years ago today
1: oh yeah that's interesting that's funny yeah, yeah. Uh, waylon told me that this morning and i was like oh i, I if four years ago that seems like a lifetime ago. It's
0: crazy. Yeah, especially in hardcore. because Like I say it all the time, things move so fast and bands break up left and right. There's new bands popping up all the time. So the fact that it's been four years and you guys are still active and doing cool stuff, I think it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it feels really good. Uh, I I think that Lower Species is one of those bands that I just like, that's a style of music that I just really, really love. That like 87 demo style like breakdown raw deal type of shit. And uh all the people in the band at the current how the band currently is is like all my best friends in the entire world. So it's so easy to and like it's fun to get together and still keep doing the band and going on we went on a full US tour recently and that solidified us as, as like, dang, this is really where we're really where I want to be right now.
0: Yeah. And speaking of that full u.s tour it's so rare these days for bands to go out and do a full u.s especially you guys you guys just went and did it solo there was no tour package it was just you guys hitting across the u.s which i thought was pretty awesome to do in 2019
1: yeah it was it was actually like it was kind of hard to book just because I don't know. Everyone right now, I think the st- state of hardcore is a lot of like tour packages and like just trying to get on like hardcore bands, trying to get on big metalcore tours and stuff like that. So you could see the like the repercussions of that, like while we were everywhere in the country, while we were touring, um, not there's anything necessarily wrong with that. It's just not necessarily what I want out of hardcore. So it was it felt really fulfilling to like put all the effort to book the like book the shows get our van get in like get all the merch print i print most of the merch for my bands like get all of that stuff you know in the van and just pile it and just go and it was just like six of us the uh everyone in the band plus our friend morgan who came on the tour and it was it was so fun and i i i i, I hopefully would do it again
0: and when you guys were in the booking process was there ever any idea of bringing another band with you guys or was it um the idea to do it solo from the beginning
1: um we did have uh we did want well initially the first week and a half of the tour was with distort which is uh our friends from uh we're you're from southern california so i'm sure you know all about them but they're from uh, la fresno area for everyone listening they're incredible band and uh they were they agreed to come on tour with us and it was really fun to have them for a while and uh after that we were trying to get our other friends in uh dominant force but it just wasn't happening for florida but our really good friends in devils then came and did uh three or four shows in the midwest with us which was incredible and uh anyone who hasn't heard them should go check them out there lp is going to come out uh probably next year sometime on uh uh, crap! I can't remember the record label, but they're putting out so much good stuff. They did the RJC uh, uh, Wound Man split, and they're just on fire right now. But Devils, uh, they came tour with us for four days in uh, the Midwest, and that was that's all that we really wanted to do because we we kind of wanted to see the country and like play with the bands that we that people who booked us thought we'd, we we should play with, and we saw a lot of really cool bands. So uh, I think that worked out for us and packages, although, are probably are fun. I've done them with my other band, Gag, but uh, there's something to just be said about, like, the romance around just doing everything yourself, just being DIY.
0: Yeah, and it was really cool because you guys were out for a little over a month, and I was, like, looking at all the dates, and it was just so crazy but awesome at the same time to see that there's a band out there that's still willing to to do that and able to make it happen. And another thing for me that made that special was like, you guys are coming out of the Pacific Northwest. Like a lot of tours don't go up that way. So the fact that there's a band from up there that's willing and able to make this happen to me, I just thought it was like just super awesome and kind of special.
1: Yeah, the, that's true. There's a lot of bands come up here, which is a shame. Uh, I mean, a, a couple of bands have come up here. I think in the last couple years, it's finally like starting to like, be a full-fledged scene and obviously all scenes ebb and flow but like a couple years ago i was more my other band gag i was much more involved with that and less with the hardcore scene and more the punk the yeah i guess the more punkish scene and uh now i'm involved in pretty much everything because i just love everything uh but uh i hope that bands will start coming here more i hope that just seeing us go on tour like will bring that people who want to come up here it's a it's a long drive from the bay but you can play a couple of like a couple of places and make it worth it. But uh, I understand it's a long drive and being in a car for like longer than six hours is like a nightmare on a tour. So I get it.
0: Yeah. And I, I definitely do hope that that tour helped remind people that there is a cool hardcore scene up where you guys are from. And it's like, I, I don't know if people just stopped going up there because of the distance or um, I don't know if they just forgot because, you know, things like Rainfest don't happen anymore. But for me, I've always known and kept my eye on what you guys are doing up there. So any, anytime there was a band coming out of there, you guys touring or anybody playing up there, I always just like, pay attention and just uh, want to tell everybody like, hey, there's still a scene up in the Pacific Northwest, like more bands should go up there and people should be paying attention.
1: That's, that. that's, I mean, that's awesome. Just, I think that the fact that anybody cares at all is really great. And, uh, I think something that's really cool about people that like, like lower species or gag, or, uh, I guess a lot of the stuff I do is that they'll tell their friends about it and try to like spread the word on it because I, I don't know. I don't know why, I guess. I just think that that group of people who likes the stuff I do, uh, do that. And it's really cool. And, uh, I've met a lot of friends through doing this and, uh, I haven't met you, I guess yet, but, uh, I hope, I think I'll. you broke the news on the ingrown and, uh, warned you were well, well, I <laughs> think I'll probably meet you soon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I, um, I didn't know that that was going to happen. Uh, they just broke it on no, the podcast. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. I was like, thanks. Like, um, people who tune in can get that nice little nugget. Um, but yeah, definitely. I'm going to go, um, I'm definitely going to go to the, the program date and I'm trying to go to the Thursday date, the the 18th with absence of mine. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, I can't remember. It was like a couple of months ago, if I remember correctly, it was, uh, eco strike. Um, they had like their little run on the West coast and I thought it was so awesome that they flew in and, started up there where you guys are from and then made their way down i was like hell yeah for me uh i just thought it was just such a cool thing for, and it was smart because instead of like trying to start in the middle of california then go up and then come back down because like bands used to do that which i always thought was weird I, I thought that was like the better move was to start up in the pacific northwest and make their way down
1: yeah that, that was that was a really fun show up here and i think a lot of uh I think they had a great show. There was a lot of kids in there, and it was going off. And that's how it used to be. It felt like, and it's cool that that they did that. I don't know. Like that's a they're a bigger band, and I feel like uh, we can. If they if they made that happen, other bands will want to make it happen too. Because there's if, and also if you ask them, I'm sure they say the you know, And those guys are awesome. I think the reason why they came up here is they got the plug from Waylon. Cause we played with them in Philadelphia and they're like, what, what What? would it be worth it to come play in the Northwest? And it definitely was.
0: Hell yeah. And that, that, that's super awesome yeah, and to I, hear.
1: Hopefully people do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I remember, uh, when Rainfest was a thing, like people always had good things to say about the shows that were going on up there.
1: Yeah. The, I wasn't as really in tune with the Rainfest stuff until the last two years of the, of the fest. Uh, just because it was kind of a different scene than the stuff that I was doing. But uh, I never, like, no beef anything like that. I just, uh, yeah. I was always on... The first couple of times that dad got asked to play Rainfest, uh, we were on tour because in, like, 2013 to 2015, we were, like, on tour, we like, four to six months out of the year. And had a lot of those happened to be in the spring when uh, Rainfest was happening. But I know that after going on tour and meeting a, a bunch of, like, uh Waylon and Matt and Casey's friends. That Rainfest has like this really crazy, like I don't know, like people outside of the Northwest love it. People here love it too, obviously. And uh, those guys, one of the guys on that, Zach is like booking another fest in uh, January, which is cool. And I think he's like testing the waters to see could we start doing like a thing like Rainfest again which is cool and already has a built-in audience of people who like look back at Renfest fondly like you or like a, a bunch of other people I ever I met on that tour.
0: Yeah. And you, you're talking about uh, just another gig, which is happening January 11th. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And, and the lineup is cool. Uh, I, I'm looking at the flyer yeah, right really now cool. yeah, and for, for it being just like one day, I, I, I think that they definitely got a pretty sick lineup.
1: Yeah. It's, for one day that's going to be just jam-packed full of like uh, wall-to-wall bands you want to see and the the venue it's happening at is gonna be pretty choice for what they're booking because it's it's pretty big and having a normal show there is sometimes weird sometimes good but uh nothing's worse than having a fest where you like go there and no one can move around really because it's so like filled to the brim with people even though that's a cool thing that's a cool problem to have there, you know, you're not gonna want to. I'm, I'm hoping that once we start playing, people aren't gonna be like, "I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to move," so I'm just gonna watch. And that's that's the, every band's nightmare to so just sit there or play your play your songs and have someone come and be like, "Really good set," but the whole room is just like completely. Uh, apathetic or something
0: yeah and then you're just kind of puzzled like is he just saying this because he probably feels bad or did they really feel and they were just too shy to mosh or like what's actually going on
1: yeah I, and i i, I mean I'm a I'm a, I'm a I'm a rare mosher myself so uh i probably do i'm probably guilty of that more than most but uh it's always still funny to think about that being like dang, there's because in philadelphia for, for instance from how we met goes strike it was like a ton of people came up and bought merch and said, "Damn, that was awesome!" But it felt so awkward. But it was also at a church in Philadelphia that has a huge ass fucking stage, and we got thankfully we got added to the show. But it was like all out war and uh, earth crisis, eco strike. It was just like this crazy fucking hardcore show that we 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 did, we did fine. But it was just like, damn, there's some bands on here that people are like like
0: love. And how'd you guys get added to that show?
1: Um, we needed a show that day and, uh, Bob Wilson, uh, asked if we could get on it and luckily we were able to, uh, just hop on before all the other bands.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Shout out Bob Wilson. He's a great guy.
1: Yeah. He's been very helpful for me uh, in the last couple of years. He booked, a, he booked gag and uh, he's on FYA. He's, a, uh, he's obviously doing numbers and doing cool things for a scene up there and in Florida, I guess.
0: Yeah. Shout out to that. So can you kind of go back and talk about how you started getting into this kind of music?
1: Oh yeah. um, um, I guess it's hard to exactly pinpoint it, but uh, a lot of, a lot of I'm a fucking nerd and I'll do the homework to like, look and listen to everything i possibly can because i want to know if it's good or not so i've listened to a lot of shit that sucks ass really bad but uh you when you go into a cd store and i'm from olympia washington and uh there used to be a record store there that i would just walk in if i thought it looked cool i would just buy it or ask the guy who was working who is the singer of sex it i would ask what's something i should buy and he would just like give me a CD or something and say if you like this, uh, come back and give me ten bucks. If you don't like it, then uh, just bring it back and I'll sell it to someone else. And I found a lot of cool stuff that way. And mostly just like seeing kids at my school who are like you know, wearing crash shirts and stuff and like this. The aesthetic of this thing is something that is I want to check out. And then looking into like gauze and craft and gizm and shit that's just looks really. I don't know. There's something very specific about uh, when you see a God's logo, you know what it is. When you see gizm Art, you know what it is. When you see Crass, when you see the Crass logo, you just you know it's it's there. And finding out about that stuff by going to a CD store and being like, "Do you have any of these things?" and then having to like uh, just mystery grab something and getting "Who Killed Bambi" by a by that sex like sex soundtrack and just digging in deeper and going and seeing shows and just hoping you see something cool and just totally going in blind. I'm that's pretty much the way that I got into music is just, just guessing until I figured it out.
0: Damn. that That's kind of cool that the guy at the record store was willing to just be like, Hey, take this and willing to give it to you. And then just taking the money the next time he saw you, if you liked it or not. I, I think that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. that I've actually had that experience with a couple uh people and he's a huge one for when I was like, Fourteen, fifteen years old and just figuring out about like hardcore punk and him being like, Yeah, this this contemporary stuff is cool, but make sure you're paying attention to the old shit too and the guy who bought that record. It was called Phantom City, the guy who bought that, Dave, who runs twenty bucks spin, also uh hooked me up like that. He I would go in and like you not know, getting into black metal and death metal stuff. He was like, Here, check this, like you like despise you, uh check out this uh, insect warfare record or whatever, and and I said okay, and I just and then the next time I came out, I just bought him an additional ten dollars for whatever else I was going to buy. And uh, I'm really blessed that I've had people who trust me like that.
0: Yeah, no, that that's like super awesome because it's like really r- like rare to find stuff like that these days, especially. um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So for you growing up, I I think that's like such a cool way to get into it. Just like asking because like, I feel like a lot of people are sometimes are shy to like ask, like, you know, for suggestions because I don't know if they're like afraid to, you know, show that they're not knowledgeable and stuff, which is weird because I feel like, you know, we all have to learn at some point. Like I, I didn't wake up with like the taste in music that I have. I had to go out and like find it.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I think that that's one of the like the most annoying things about people is that they all want to pretend like they know everything. And like, I don't know. Like, I think one of the coolest things is learning about new shit. It's so fucking cool to like, if someone's living in a car and you're like, damn, this is really cool. What is this? And then you find out about a new band or a new artist or whatever that you really like. That's one of the greatest feelings in the entire world. And, uh, I think I'm keep just keeping it real, and to be like I don't know what this is. What is? What's up? What's up with it? Is fucking cool, and I wish people would do that more and just be less afraid to like look like unknowledgeable or something. Because you all got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, because I, when I first started in hardcore, and even to this day, like, like I, I don't know everything. There's so much music, and there's so much new music so coming much. out. Like it's like literally impossible to know everything. So like I, I'm always down for suggestions because sometimes like, like there's bands that I'll I'll go like, you know, years without even listening to. They'll go like under my radar and then um randomly they'll pop up and somebody will suggest them and I'll listen and I'll be like, holy shit, like where have I been?
1: Yeah, that's 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 another cool thing. It's just, yeah, like seeing something forever and then, you know, finally getting put into the a spot to hear it or like finally making the effort to and you're like, damn, I really should not have slept this hard. But I mean you got it there you got it there eventually so that's cool cuz I don't I don't know there's literally so much who could blame anybody for not hearing everything that's good out there cuz I'm I'm still actively trying to hear every band I possibly can and it's it's hard and it's really fun and it's that's a really cool thing about hardcore punk it never stops changing there's always more
0: Yeah. And you you talked about, you you know, you being a nerd and wanting to do the homework. Uh, Why is that? I I think it's awesome because it's always cool to like dive in and try to like, you know, figure out everything. But I'm just curious, like why you're like that?
1: I don't know. I just uh, I I guess it comes down like I'm that way about anything that I like. Uh, I'm just willing to sit down and read or listen or do whatever I can to like find out like everything about it. And like, and also to a point, like I like looking into stuff because I want to know why I like it so much and like, like why am I attracted to it? So it's, it's like, when I was 19 and obsessed with, uh, uh, Black Flag's record, My War, I like read every interview from that era and listened to tons of live recordings, uh, listen like they're the the 82 demos that came out before that record that have a lot of those songs on it those are like i just listen to everything you know and there's just something about me that just uh i just i just want to know i'm not happy just being like on the surface and like yeah i like my war i want to know why i like it so much and who played on it what else did they play in what what was going on with them while they did this and uh, i won't do it with everything like I'll deal with that. I did it with black flag. I did it with gizm. I've done it with, I don't know, rudimentary pen. just shit that I am obsessed with and I want it. And I just want to know more about it. I do it with movies and I do it with books and shit like that too all the time.
0: That's awesome. I, I think it's cool that you're, um, you know, going back and listening to like old interviews. Cause for me, I, I think, that's awesome because i do that with like other artists i'm into like i'll try to hit like youtube or hit google and see like what i can dig up and just being able to like hear stuff from like certain time periods i i think is super interesting
1: yeah totally youtube is amazing for that there used to be this website called kill from the heart that had like every country and like but not every band obviously but a lot of bands like that i would just like i did like i did that for a summer where i just Made my way through like every state and listened to like every band, and then just wrote down what I thought was cool, and then just tried to find records by them or tapes or whatever, or just download the records if, if that's all I could do. So that's it's, it's I don't know. Music is fucking cool like that.
0: Yeah. It's, and it's always cool too. Like when you're able to like, just like stumble upon like a, an interview. Cause like, there's definitely been like, like even like a podcast now, there's ones that I'll listen to and just want to like re-listen to the same podcast and like, you know, try to pick up things that I didn't get the first time and just try to analyze it like probably way more than I ever should.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, I love analyzing shit obviously, but, uh, I mean, I think that applies to anything. As well. I was like, whether it's like reading about Gizm or uh, I love you, man. I can watch that movie over and over and over again and find a new joke in it that I think is funny, you know? So I think you could do that with podcasts. You could do that with pretty much anything.
0: And uh, have you always lived in Washington?
1: Yeah. um, I I bounced around up here uh, a few places, but I'm originally from Colorado, but I moved here when I was really young because my dad died. Um, But uh, I've been in Olympia or Seattle pretty much for
0: like the last my whole life pretty much and how
1: old are you i'm 29
0: 29 okay oh wow okay so we're like uh, around the same age um and i do this with like any person that i talk to that's from washington um there was this band and this is like my space days they're from uh, uh spokane uh, am i saying that correctly yeah yeah okay yeah uh, th- there's this band called um, spokane and they were called made for war i don't know if you ever heard of them
1: um, I don't think I have, but the, it sounds familiar. What year was this around?
0: Oh man, this is like, uh, I honestly, I want to say like 2007, 2008. They only had a three song demo, but they had, um, the singer of furious styles do guest vocals on one of their songs, which I thought was crazy. Cause it was just like a demo and. Um,
1: oh yeah. That sounds really fucking familiar. Damn. Okay. That was a, that's really funny. Made for war. I, I I'll have to look that up. That sounds that sounds familiar. But also, uh, Mexi Mike was all over uh, Seattle and the, I guess the Northwest. He was Furious Styles was a was a hometown favorite for a lot of us.
0: Yeah, you know, I I saw them like years like years ago, and this is back when they still had two singers. I don't think people like remember that
1: yeah <laughs> that that is a forgotten fact for sure
0: yeah which is crazy but i I, I definitely enjoy that band a lot yeah they
1: were they were uh i was like sixteen years old or something when they were like playing a lot and i i saw them a lot of times and have have like a lot of really funny memories around uh the group of friends that would come from Olympia to Seattle to see them and that's i haven't i haven't also I haven't really thought about Furious Balance in a while. It's
0: to even considered Okay, damn. Uh, I'm trying to think of like some of the, the older bands from Washington that that I really liked.
1: Um, there's a there's like a pretty long history of like melodic hardcore and stuff from here, which I'm not really down with. But uh, like, I think that there's value in some of the like in some of those bands. I think that there's a band from here called Keep It Clear that was really good. There is a band called uh, In Stride that was one of the craziest shows I've ever been to in my entire life where the singer, like, had a heart attack while he was singing because he was just going off so hard. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he, like, was, like, laid out for a while, and uh, I think he's living in Europe somewhere now. Uh, But then uh, when when I was, like, a kid, like, the band, I was, like, seeing, like, Champion and Blue Monday and shit like that all the time. But uh, I honestly couldn't, like, tell you if I tell you what blue monday sounds like anymore
0: i saw that uh tour it, it hit chain reaction back in the day champion and blue monday
1: yeah i'm sure that was like i'm sure they still have like ceremony and like trash talk when they first started on it and stuff like that too
0: yeah it was a long time ago um th- th- yeah. th- th- this might be controversial but I- I feel like I have to ask. Uh, there was a band a couple of years ago or maybe longer than a couple of years ago now, but they were fresh. They weren't around that long. They're called uh, True Identity. Yeah. Uh, I saw them. I think when well, no, I saw the, the videos of them live, I think they played one of the Fest. I can't remember which one it was, but I was uh, I was curious about that video. I, I I don't know if it was because they were newer um, or if people just didn't like them, but I was really surprised that like nobody was even like really going off. And like, it always just kind of blew my mind because I thought musically, I, I thought the band was awesome, but just like watching all the videos and just like people just kind of standing around. And I was just so confused. Do you remember that band? I think it
1: was just like, yeah, I think it was just like a, a matter of like, they were they were pretty new they probably had not played a show yet if and if they had they only played one show and also those like i can't remember exactly who was in it i think Aram was in it i think Chris Williams was in it and uh Chris is the fucking homie and and he still comes out to shows now he films shows and uh puts them up on youtube and shit which is really fucking cool but none of the other guys come out to shows or do anything so people don't know really what they're doing because they're just like 30-year-old, like, dads or, like, college guys now, which is fine and do whatever you want, but I, I I usually only pay attention to, like, I I guess I, in the Northwest, I, like, pay attention to, like, what my friends, and I'll go to a show and watch all the bands, but, like, I'll go to the show because I want to see my friend's band, like, Lexicon or something like that, and and a band opens for them, and, and then, like, oh, cool, yeah, this band Anoxia is good, but they're never around, and I never got to talk to them or do anything, and, at that point also i think that uh the like whole jim hesketh stuff was like just on the just on the edge about to happen so it felt that even still like that true identity uh set felt pretty like 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 a lunchtime break for a lot of people i think
0: okay yeah because i I do remember it was before all that uh stuff came out and i had I talked to some people behind the scenes and they were pretty much like, Oh yeah. And like, uh, basically not surprised. And I wasn't sure if that's why the set was so lame because people like knew or if they just you know didn't like the band because of who was in it. So I was always just curious. So I had to ask.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I like, uh, it's hard to say. I think it just like the, the, like that's like a legacy group of people. They're like all been in like bands that were really popular and people really loved, but, punk and hardcore move so fast that if you don't do anything for a couple of years that you kind of just become obsolete. So those people, like... And also, uh, to a certain extent, once you get a little older, you just can't you just can't bring it as hard, you know? So, like, seeing champion in 2005 was, like, crazy because everyone is just moshing at their instrument and going nuts, and it was like... Even if they played bad, it was still really fun to watch, which they never really played bad, and then... But now it's just, like, a little more tired, and like not around as much so there's not like there's not like the homie party like oh i'm gonna see my friend's band it's like i guess i'm gonna watch this new band but they already have like 10 t-shirts on the table they have a, like an lp's worth of material like it's it's it seems weird where it's almost like a uh just getting together to play music and then oh we happen to be playing a show this weekend but happen happened to be a big ass show
0: yeah okay it's interesting well i guess I should have been there if I wanted to see it live.
1: Yeah, I mean, probably not gonna get another chance to see them.
0: Oh, yeah, I, never. No, there's th- no way. <laughs> there's no way. Um, all right. Well, uh, is it okay to talk about um, what you're doing today?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, okay. there's I don't have an agent or a manager or anything, so I can just talk about whatever I want. So it's the you breaking the, the, the ingrown warren tour was cool because uh we were i think when i was listening to that uh interview with dan i was like texting everyone in the other bands like when do you want to drop this tour poster and then it was like oh cool we should do it soon <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure okay Which is I-
1: cool but um today i'm recording uh, our gag is in the studio we're going to record our next full length
0: Hell yeah. That's super awesome. And I'm always nervous because like people have come on and like talked about contracts and stuff and I just never want to get anybody in trouble because of this. So I'm just like, you just always want to be, make sure it's okay.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, yeah, contracts and stuff, but makes sense. You don't want to like, you know, have some non-disclaimer agreement and then fuck it all up. But, uh, yeah, we're just recording the record today. Uh, We've been working on it for a little while now, which is, well, we took a really fucking fat break. And like, after we did our last year, came out in 2016 and we toured on it. Like a lot. We did two East coast tours with it. We did two West coast and uh, a full Midwest. That was like six weeks long. So we put in a lot of effort to put that record out there. And after that, we were like, let's take a break. And uh, Jeff, Jeff started doing odd man out really heavy and we started doing lower species uh, more. And, uh, yeah, everyone had secondary endeavors they wanted to get involved in. But, uh, we, over the last year or so, uh, I had written a bunch of songs and was like, all right, I think I'm ready to do this again. And, uh, everyone was down and it's all, everyone's was finally in town at the same time. So we just, we just, for the last, two or three months have been practicing like every, every week, sometimes twice a week, just uh, playing the songs through over and over and over again. Uh, we're finally made it to the studio to get this recorded.
0: And I, I think it's pretty cool that you guys did so much touring off that one record. It gave people time to get into it, to bond with it. And I think three years is like a decent amount of time between records. Cause like I'm always torn. Like I will never be upset if like my favorite artist like you know puts out new stuff constantly, but at the same time, like I just want some time to be able to like you know soak it in. So I, I think it's yeah. cool that you guys, um, and whether it be by choice or by not, um, had time in between the records to you know, the, and the people listening had time to be able to enjoy it and soak it in, and not really be rushed on to the new stuff.
1: Yeah, totally. I think that there's, <clears throat> I think that there's like, that. If, I don't know, there's like certain like, I love rap and there's certain like artists that I'll listen to, but like, I can't catch up to all their recordings because I'm still hung up on one they already, like they did the month prior. And it's so easy to just keep overlooking stuff when it starts to stack up. But uh, ours was fully out of just not like, let's let's let this simmer. and uh write the next record in three years or so but uh touring is just something that gag has always really liked to do we've done a full we've done a lot of touring uh and we're gonna do a lot more after this one's uh all finished up we're we're making plans to go to like japan and australia uh europe and all the places we haven't gone yet and uh hopefully bringing some cool bands with us that uh i will sweeten the tour up a little bit but uh yeah, I don't know. For that record, we I mean, it's a full length, so you should go fucking work, you know, and put in the time. Like, there's bands that do that. I understand bands that don't want to also, but uh it's so easy to just do, like, weekend tours, but I have so much fun when I'm, like, three weeks deep into, like, our own fucking weird nightmare logic jokes and crazy stupor that we're, that we put ourselves in and we're just grinding it out and I don't know. There's something really amazing about just like waking up on a different floor every day and like meeting new people and or seeing old friends. It's I, I love touring. I I understand why people wouldn't like it, but I, I wish I could do it every year.
0: Do you ever get homesick, or do you ever like worry about your life at home since you're gone at like you know those lengths of the time?
1: Yeah, I definitely do. I have a lot of like, <clears throat> like probably bullshit that I make up in my head where I'm like, oh yeah, I can't like go to school because I'm planning on going on tour in, uh like a month. So what's the point of like trying to like make roots somewhere or something, but, or get like, I guess committing to doing something where I can't leave. But I also know that like online school exists and shit. So I have, sometimes I have like a, a, a little freak out where I'm like, I got to do something with my life, but uh, I'm also like, I don't know how much longer we're going to have on this earth the way things are going. So a certain part of me is just like, well, if I save up money and get a nice job and do all this shit, like what's really the point if like the world just boils over and we just are washed off the earth.
0: I definitely understand that sometimes like, I'll take time and think about what I'm doing if I'm on the right path and there's really no way to figure out if I am or not. So I just kind of want to try to maximize like my happiness. I, I try to just focus on that more than like a, a lot of other things.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that to an extent we're, I guess we're, we're, we're kind of blessed in that instance where, I mean, the workforce is weird where people aren't uh retiring and making room for entry level people. And it's, there's like, to make, to think about having career, like a lot of, I think a lot of people just consider like, well, what could I do for a living? it's like, oh, I'll be like a Instagram influencer or I'll start a YouTube channel, which is cool. And yeah, if, do it if that's what you want to do. But uh I, I, I don't want to start at like, I don't want to do mail at like some giant fucking corporation in Seattle and try to work my way up that I'll never actually get there because people aren't going to decide they want to stop working because as long as there's more, you want more, you know?
0: Yeah, I definitely get that. Some people feel like you just got to kind of take control and just kind of kind of figure it out. Because I feel like growing up, we were kind of like, you know, it's like, you know, put in our head and like you go to school, you go to college and then you graduate, you get a degree and then. Uh, maybe start a family or just, you know, you got to go through all that before you can like, you know, start making real money, which definitely isn't true.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. I think that the trajectory of like a, a person's life is just like, I don't know the, I guess the, the perspective of what you should be doing has changed a lot because I mean, by the time my mom was the age that I am now, she had two kids that were like, seven and eight years old she like just started her own business and was you know like we were we were poor but it was we were climbing up and 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 now I'm just like I don't really have ambition uh, as far as like starting my own business or doing that I just want to like do what I do but do it well and if I can like kind of scrape by every month and I'm I'm happy with that and I don't like luckily my mom is really supportive and she's like she wouldn't pressure me to do that the other stuff. My my sister like went the other way. She like is a dental hygienist and like uh like you know, does normal ass shit, which is cool for her, but I don't know how I would feel or if I would be able to do that.
0: Yeah, I I definitely get that. Like my mom, all she wanted was for me to graduate high school. And then she just told me, you know, you can do whatever you want, just don't be a criminal and I'll, you know, support you and, you know, just hope that you're happy. So.
1: Yeah, that's pretty similar to what my mom's, uh, philosophy on what she wanted for me too, but she didn't really, uh, specify
0: if she was okay with me being a criminal or not. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's like my mom, I feel like she like, uh, tortured herself because she was, um, uh, she came to, to this country like when she was like a teenager and then like growing up she would watch like a lot of like weird lifetime movies where like kids were beating up their parents or like, you know, like weird, like rape stories. And I, I think, yeah. So I think in her head, she was always fearful that I would turn into like the villains from those movies or TV series that she would watch.
1: Dang! So you you kind of you were you benefited from the like a really low like she had terrible expectations as far as like what you could be and you hit the ball out of the park because you just like didn't kick her ass or something which is I I, I again I don't know you super well but. You don't come off as I listen to a couple of episodes of your podcast. It's
0: uh you always don't come off as a guy who's gonna beat someone's ass for no reason. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm uh, just super chill. I am all about having fun and having a good time and making sure everybody's happy. Um I, I don't wanna um, be the reason that somebody gets hurt or, you know, has a bad day. So not really into that yeah, I mean, stuff.
1: That's that's a good way to feel I think. Yeah you love yeah. you love Disneyland, right? I do. That's cool. I love Disneyland too. Um, I love all that shit. My sister lives in Southern California, so I go pretty, regu- I guess not regularly, but I go every couple of years or so.
0: Okay. Damn. Well, next time you're in town and you're going to the park, you gotta let me know.
1: Yeah, I'll hit you up.
0: Okay. That's cool. I, I definitely, uh, you know, I was just in Florida cause I went to Disney world and some friends and I do like an annual Halloween trip and we spend it in Florida.
1: Damn, that's fucking cool. I've never been to Disney World and I really want to go. We tried on the Lower Species tour, but by the time we got to Florida, everyone was like, uh, we probably shouldn't all pay like whatever hundred plus dollars to get into the park after being on tour for like four weeks or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely expensive, especially now because like every year they keep raising the prices.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm down. I mean, I just don't know the next time I'll be in Florida, but maybe one of these days I'll just go out and see my friends and make the, I heard it's like a couple day trip to do uh Disney world proper.
0: Yeah. Just cause they have like, uh, I think it's like four different parks or five off the top of my head, but like just, it's all spread out. And I feel like you could do like two parks in a day if you do it right. Um, but it, yeah, you could probably do it in like, I think three days comfortably.
1: That's, that sounds like a dream come true to me.
0: Yeah, well, plan it for the gag tour.
1: Oh, that's actually not a bad idea,
0: (laughs) dude. Gag does Disney World. We probably,
1: I mean, I know everyone else would be down for sure. Maybe just Jeff wouldn't because it would cost more than eight dollars. (laughs) But maybe we'll just maybe we'll be able to band fund it or something.
0: Yeah, is Jeff super like frugal? Yeah, he's a he's a frugal individual. Okay, well, yeah, just. (laughs) Uh, try to sell them on it it's like the best thing to do in florida to my knowledge if there's something cooler somebody let me know
1: um going to the beach is pretty fucking bomb uh i haven't done that it's in uh we swam in uh miami on the lower species tour in like whatever month is like april or something or march and it's it was crazy for us for a of reasons because a like you there's the beaches here you just don't really swim in the water just doesn't get warm or feel comfortable to get into yeah and uh the fact that it was april was psycho that we were swimming that was like my first swim of the summer essentially
0: okay i've never
1: been that far south there are, are great i love florida like uh we're always like people there always treat us really well and they obviously have a, a huge like hardcore punk scene which is really fucking sick. There's a thousand fucking bands from there that are that are great in uh going to Florida. Just even if I didn't get to go to Disneyland, just hang or Disney World, just hang out with my friends would be bomb as fuck.
0: And you know, everybody keeps telling me to listen to um Armor and Protocol.
1: Yeah, they're uh Protocol's pretty cool. I just heard Armor for the first time the other day actually and uh they're pretty good too i got a, I still got a cop both of those records but uh i watched a video that my friend took of protocol and uh I, I was just impressed by the live uh footage of it and everyone was just going off and it was i was like damn i should check this record out and their record is pretty cool it's the production is really crazy but in a cool way
0: yeah. So I, I definitely got to check that out. Yeah. Cause, um, I talked to some people from Florida and they're like, yeah, like Tallahassee has like these really cool bands right now. And then I know Dan has mentioned to me, um, to check them out.
1: Yeah. The, I met the, uh, one of the guys in Protocol, Jeff, cause he booked the lower species Tallahassee show. And, uh, uh, it was, it was so weird. It reminded me a lot of where I'm from, Olympia, but, uh, I never played in Tallahassee before as far as I know there there wasn't like a big scene and when we told our people we played in Tallahassee they were like well that's weird but the show was awesome and the vibe was really good everyone was having a really good time we like played we like played CeeLo for hours outside of the venue after the show Uh, it was like Tallahassee rock Jeff Jeff really killed it so they're going to Florida hit them up
0: hell yeah and can I ask you about how the uh, Ingrown and Warn tour came together?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Um, well, Ingrown has just been homies and uh, label mates, I guess, uh, alternatives, uh, which is Wayland's label, uh, uh, and Ian Shelton from RJC. Uh, they did the Ingrown single, and I have, I've known Ross for years now since gag has been touring and he's just the fucking homie and we've been wanting to do like a tour with ingrown for a long time and we met warren in uh new jersey and dan and like pete everyone just was so cool and really sweet to us and uh dan tried to book a show for us in wilkes there but it it didn't it couldn't happen because our venue got like something something happened with their venue which it happens i i know wilkes Bear is like a small place so i don't be we've definitely been in fucking venue droughts but we met them there and then I, I just kept in contact with dan and we talked about on the trip just like what if we went on tour with warren and he sent me the new songs that they uh did on the, for that pop wig cassette and they're just banging and i was like dang, we got to make this happen and we wanted a tour in december and he was talking about how they were planning on going to uh the West Coast with uh some other band I can't remember, and it just wasn't happening. It was kept falling through. So I said, Well let's just let's just fucking do it. And, and Grown was down and Warren was like, Yeah, we'll buy our plane tickets and I think that all the shows are pretty much booked now, but we just I don't know, it just it just seemed like uh all the all the stars aligned and we were able to do it and I'm really excited
0: hell yeah and then uh, ingrown I, I saw them at sand and Fury for the first time, but I feel like they've kind of been a little inactive since then
1: yeah they took a they took a pretty big break uh from doing shit they had another band uh or they're still doing other band too swarm beating and uh and this band uh fight they're they they've been like doing other shit, but uh they all have like other hobbies outside of punk and hardcore and so they like uh we're doing those things and uh i know some family stuff happened for one of them so uh but they're finally back in the saddle and like they came and played uh ohc this uh last uh, august and their new songs that they they haven't released yet but they played one of them at the show and i got to hear a couple of the other ones in the car and uh it's, it's just fucking madness it's so cool and uh, they're finally like, I think it's just like what the gag thing are like, they needed a break for a little while. They did a bunch of touring and they just needed a a, a breather. And now they're like ready to get back on it, which is really fucking cool. I
0: was just curious about, um, the last couple of dates of the tour when you guys were booking it, did you have any idea that for the children was happening on the same days?
1: I, I had no idea. No, no, no. I, I was talking with, uh, with X who's like helping book that, I guess. And he's, uh, He's like, ah, it's pretty full of bands right now. I'll let you know if anyone drops or what's happening. So maybe we might be playing that or something. Who knows? But uh, I had no idea that was happening. But it's whatever, I I suppose. LA is a really big fucking place, so.
0: Yeah, 'cause I I was thinking about how sick it would be if um and even though I was like I was excited to see the Orange County date, I, I was thinking about how sick it would be to have those three bands, like that tour package on the for the children's because I feel like it would be so sick to just put you guys in front of like that big audience.
1: Yeah, I would I would I would love to play it. I love playing uh I don't know if a lot of those people have heard uh Warren Ingrown or Lower Species, so it would be cool to get us on that thing but well Well, hopefully we could just like it'd be cool if we could just like do like everyone does two songs or something like that and we just just all share like a 15 20 minute long set where we just all play a couple songs and then just on to the next but uh i don't i don't know if any of those a lot of i don't know if we would do well at the show or who knows i don't know but uh i'm always down to do weird mystery stuff and just take a take a big leap and see how it goes
0: yeah because what's the worst that's going to happen you're going to keep the same fan base and the people at the show aren't going to like you or the people at the show are going to be super stoked to hear something that they weren't like into before
1: yeah totally and i think i mean also like you play on stage and everyone just stares at you and throws tomatoes or something but um, i mean at the end of the day like i don't expect anything out of anyone besides my bandmates and me to have a good time playing our set. So if I get to be on stage and run on the ground and just play our songs with all my friends and that's a really fucking good 15 minutes. If you ask me
0: for sure. And you have like your own podcast, which um, we haven't really talked about yet. Can you talk about how you guys started or how the idea came together to do a podcast?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, me, my friend Casey Shaw and I, uh, we've been, he's in Lower Species also, and he's in, uh, he's just one of my best friends. And <clears throat> I guess through doing every movie's good. We've become really close, but, uh, uh, basically we, me and him were like, probably the only people I know who actively go and see, uh, movies regularly up here, like going and seeing movies in theaters. It was like we both had movie pass and now we both have AMC stubs, and we just go. We'll go see anything. We'll go see them the next couple times if we want, and we'd always just like outside of shows, we talk about movies that we saw. And a couple of people were like, we'd just gather around and just listen to us talk about these movies. And uh, someone was like, you guys should do this thing. And we we like we're like, no, no that's like corny or whatever. People are that's like who cares? And then the more I thought about it and the more he thought about it, we were both pretty much on the same page. It's like, let's, let's just try it. I mean, if it, if it fucking sucks, then we'll just, we'll just stop. It's not that big of a deal, but it's, uh, it's really, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's really cool. It's really fun. And, uh, I, I would go see the movies regardless. So getting together for an hour and a half or so, and just, you know, recording what we thought about movies and just joking around with my friend and- basically just like scheduled hanging out with my best friend.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it's pretty like entertaining. I was uh, surprised at how much I actually like laughed at some of the dumb shit that I heard on the podcast. I was like, I, I like, you know, I was like, wow, this definitely can't be scripted because it's just too funny.
1: Yeah. We, we don't script anything. We just are just who we are, but uh, it's, I don't know. I think it's the, I'm, I mean, with any type of art form, I suppose there's a lot of pretension that goes around with it. And there's like people who are only like, like people who are only going to go see like an A24 movie or like watch Criterion shoot are going to be like, why would I fucking watch Fast and the Furious? But for me, I think that all of those things have worth. And uh, I also just don't take a lot of things super seriously. So, I can sit with my friend Casey and talk about Rosemary's baby for two hours, or we could sit there and talk about Malibu's most wanted for two hours, you know?
0: Yeah. And I I definitely think it's like a cool idea too, because a a lot of people probably do what you guys do. And it's probably funny for them to be able to listen and hear perspective from other people on shit that they actually want to hear about.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it's cool to, that anybody listens at all. And we started a Patreon uh, last month, which I, I was kind of against initially because Casey was like, oh, let's start at six months or so. And you're like, he was like, let's do a Patreon. I was like, ah, I don't know. Let's get to a year and let's talk about it. And we had enough people who were like, do a Patreon and just do like movies that aren't in theater. So that, like, we did for the first month, it was October, and we did uh, Scream to Cabin Fever uh the bye-bye man and uh evil dead 2 and with just movies that we liked and we like i've seen evil dead 2 a thousand fucking times and we just like did it and a lot of people are signing up and it's fucking cool that people want to hear us talk about the movies but regardless of whether it was happening i would still sit in my living room with casey and make fart jokes and talk about evil dead
0: Hell yeah. No, I, I think it's super cool. And, uh, and you see like, you know, right now, like you know, people are still trying to, uh, really figure out podcasts. You see p- podcasts popping up. Um, but it's really hard to stay consistent. I feel like that's like uh, the really big problem with people is they'll start it, but then to stay consistent with it is like a really hard thing to do. So the fact that you guys have stuck to it and continue to do it and, um, put out good content it's cool because that's how like you build your fan base like you got to stick around because it's fun to, to start but then when you realize that it's just um there's actually like effort you have to put into it like i think that's what turns off like a lot of people because people will probably see the podcast come out all the time they're like, oh i want to do one it's fun but then when like it becomes like you know real effort or work like i think that's what turns off a lot of people and that's why like you see things that aren't consistent
1: yeah, no, totally. It, I mean, it is a lot of work sometimes and like <clears throat> like having to edit uh, edit episodes and just do stuff like that is like not a huge deal, but, you know, sometimes I just want to like sit in my room and listen to records or like read a comic or something and not have to work or, or like through doing the podcast. So there's like a whole day that me and Casey just dedicate to doing the podcast, which is which is fine, and I, I'm down. But uh, sometimes, like, it's like that's my only day off for the whole week, and it, it's it it kind of sucks to not be able to like decompress and just do my own thing. But yeah. uh, I don't know. It it just also I don't know. It's it's really fucking fun, and it is a lot of work. And I I do see a lot of podcasts that start up and then just like kind of fall off, or like can't get their footing with exactly what they want to do, and I feel like. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know why exactly why that is, but, uh, there's definitely a few podcasts that I'm a fan of that I wish that like kept going. And, but it, it, it just, me and Casey just treat it like a band practice. we like, all right, Lawrence we'll you have a few things to practice, uh, this week or whatever. And so we'll, every movie is good. <laughs>
0: for sure when i started this podcast i literally didn't really have direction this is all uh because i stopped doing twitch and i had this equipment so i was like oh well I, w- I might as well start a podcast and even if you go back to like my early episodes which i don't recommend um it's just like me telling like random stories about my day just like the most like stupid stuff that like nobody won't want to listen to but then it wasn't until like um 20 episodes in i, I had like an idea to like have people on because i used to do like these um lame like email interviews which i uh, I always wanted to go deeper, but I just hated um, pestering people to reply to the emails. So I was like, oh, I should bring them on and then we can just talk and uh, do we just get it all out there? And I kind of just had this idea and it just kind of turned into this whole like big thing that I never really planned on because honestly, if the first guest that I had on failed, I probably would have just gave up. But the fact that it worked out and I just kept going with it, this thing just kind of just snowballed and like, here I am like. Uh, going on like my second year doing this, and it's pretty insane.
1: I mean, I mean, through consistency, you'll figure out where you find or like where, where you fall and like what works for you and what doesn't. And I I I listened to a decent amount of your your interviews, and I think it's cool. I think you you found your thing, and it and it works good.
0: I definitely appreciate that. And it always surprises me when, I
1: mean, I agreed to do it for a reason. If it was like, it was a clown shit and I would I wouldn't have done it. Uh,
0: thank you. So, and I definitely appreciate that because I, I do this and I, I know people are listening, but like it's always just really surprising to me that people do take the time out of their day to listen or, you know, put it on while they're doing something. I, I just think it's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how I feel too. It's, I think the fact that anybody cares at all is really amazing.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, there's like, there's really not like a whole lot more like I could ask for out of this just because it was like this thing, this idea that I had, and then it just kind of grew on, on its own, which I think is awesome because I've met like a ton of cool people through doing this and just being able to talk to people for hours is just super awesome and fun to me because I'll text, texting is cool, but like I'd way more prefer to just talk people's ear off like on the phone
1: yeah for sure no I, I understand I th- one of the cool things about having like uh, an artistic endeavor or doing doing shit whether it's a podcast or a band or, or just art or whatever like is you'll meet other people who like or who are doing shit like that or like what you're doing and making friends and being able to cut it up and just talk sh- like talk shit with each other is really fucking fun and obviously pretty important for like humans to have companionship and Communication.
0: Yeah. Because people are like, and it's definitely like part of the culture now, but people are so buried in their cell phones. I feel like it's like people are, I think it's strange when like I'll go and say hi, like in person instead of just like sending like a a like their way or something like, you know, from the internet.
1: Yeah. It's really, it's everyone. I feel like a lot of times friendship is super artificial because of social media, like in the last couple of years, but I think i don't know i think it's so much worth it to go just like say what up and you know dap them up and just be friends instead of just being like oh, omg you look like you look so cool playing guitar today the guy who i'm friends with like i don't know it it seems so weird to, like an you go be physical
0: yeah because back in the day i was like even before like my space or any of the social media it was like oh like I hope I see so-and-so with the show today. Then like you see them and there's like a genuine level of excitement because you didn't really have the access to them. Like we have today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, I don't know what it is exactly, but I don't know. I wish people were more like you and just willing to like, you know, talk and instead of just doing, yeah, likes on the internet or something.
0: Yeah. Same here. But I feel like but I guess it's also cool, too, because then like we kind of find like, you know, people like each other, the ones that can actually like converse and have like a real connection instead of just like this weird like Internet thing.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 tight with the people I'm tight with because I'm I'm able to like go talk with them and like we can, you know, not just text about something that's like kind of funny on the Internet or something.
0: Yeah, definitely get that. Um I had a question about uh you guys or I'm um, every movie is good. Tweeted out a design. Uh it's like Casey bursting out of your your chest cavity.
1: Oh yeah. Uh uh our friend Chris uh Wilson drew that up for us. Uh, I've been wanting him to do something for one of my bands for a while now. He's been a pretty prolific artist in the punk hardcore realm. And uh me and Casey were just joking around about designs you want to do and i was like oh what do we do like an alien homage thing or like the chest burster or the just like you know because at the last scene in the an alien where uh the alien bursts out of his chest as what what do we do something like that and then we just sent that idea to chris and he he drew it up really fast and uh i put he put my catchphrase of this sucks which is something that i probably say more than i should but uh I don't know. He just, he really came through. It's, its I I think it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I, are you guys going to put that on a t-shirt or a hoodie?
1: Yeah, I'm actually, uh, uh, probably going to get that stuff ready this weekend, probably tomorrow afternoon or something after we're done recording. Uh, I got some screens ready to get burned and we're going to put it on. Uh, I think we're doing tote bags, shirts and mugs and some stickers.
0: And you do all the merch?
1: Uh, for the most part, yeah. There's some stuff I don't like. I don't really like printing hoodies or like uh, doing I don't know doing some shit. But like t-shirts and long sleeves or whatever, like I'll I'll usually print all that stuff myself.
0: And I'm just curious, why are you not a fan of doing hoodies?
1: It just is annoying. It's it's a it's a if I mess up the the cost of me ruining them is way higher than if I ruin a three dollar t-shirt.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah, I'm not a professional screen printer. I just i i, I do it as a hobby, and uh, uh, like, I don't I, I don't I don't want to be on the hook for like ruining one sweatshirt would be like 13 bucks or something like that, and if I ruin multiple ones, I'm just like, damn, there's like 50 bucks gone.
0: Yeah, the cost will add up real fast. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I saw you. Um, I'm guessing it was you. You did those gag hoodies recently. Yeah, I did yeah those
1: were those are like a pre-order thing and we just put them on because we our van needed some work and so we don't really set, do pre-order stuff that often but we're like oh, it's, i guess it's cold now let's do a hoodie and this guy Kane cox from uh colorado denver uh drew up this this stuff for us and we just were like oh it looks fucking cool let's put it on a hoodie and uh if your band's looking for art go hit up Kane Cox. His stuff is nasty it looks fucking awesome
0: yeah, I'm looking at it right now and I didn't realize somebody actually drew that up
1: Yeah, it's cool. We I was like, what if we drew like a dog with human eyes? He was like, oh, let me give back to you And he sent me there and I was like Look, that's pretty weird. Let's go with it.
0: Yeah, I, I think it came out actually really cool Thank you Okay, so and you're in the studio right now. Do you know how long that whole process is going to take? Is it just going to be done in one day, or is it? Are you guys going to be in there for a couple of days?
1: Uh, I think probably two days. Uh, we're doing like all the rhythm stuff today, and probably get get. We're we're a really proficient band, so we've played through the song a million times, and we're going to do it one more time for the recording. And I've, uh, all of our records have been recorded in one day for the most part, and uh. Giving ourselves two days for this one i i want to do like a couple extra guitar uh tracks and uh just make sure it's sounding like i don't know i have a lot of expectations for myself for this record and i just want to make sure we hit over
0: everything i want to do you have a time frame when the record is going to come out
1: um no not really um we just are going to get it recorded here I'm I'm, we're, I'm debating whether we go with uh, Will Killingsworth who's obviously just the homie and uh, he's mixed and mastered so much of the, my output of the last existence but uh, Arthur Rizic is uh, also just nuts and I would like to hear what he would do with the gag recording he did the lower species uh, single and I think it sounds awesome so I'd, I'd like to see what he does with it
0: Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. It definitely would be cool. Is there an option to send it to both?
1: Yeah, probably we could. I mean, uh, I mean, it'll probably just be everyone will just let me do what I want to do, which, uh, which is cool. I'll I'll hit up Arthur. I know him. He's, he's, he's cool. And I'm sure he's down. Uh, I just have been thinking about it the last couple of weeks where I hadn't really solidified anything yet. And even if we got it mastered by will and got it mastered by Arthur and then just chose one that that would be fine. It would be a little more expensive, but it's whatever.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, I'm always interested on how the process works because I've never really gone gone through anything like that.
1: I uh, mean, there's so many ways to do it. It's it's fucking awesome. The, the cool thing about being in a band is that you can just do whatever you want with it. Really, uh, I've recorded lots of stuff that Gags done and got it like mixed and mastered elsewhere. My friend Ruben did the the promo cassette we did last January, uh, and it sounds really different from anything else that Gag's ever done, but in a cool way where we did a really weird bathroom cover with like this crazy, like guttural, like low singing part that's on the record. And we did it on the, on the, on the promo too. And it's just, I let him mix it and it sounds so weird, but cool. And I don't, it's always cool your, how you record it and then how it comes out mixed. is always really different.
0: Okay. So in this like upcoming year, do you want to play more like regionally? Cause I know you, you talked about going on tour with gag. Are you going to do another full us or is it going to be broken up by region?
1: Um, it'll probably depend. I think uh, for just sheer, uh, uh, the amount of bands that I'm in that, n- that need to go on tour, uh, we'll probably buddy up with a couple of them so i'm sure that we'll do another gag lower species tour i think we're doing we're planning on going to japan with lexicon um probably go probably hit a lot of well maybe do australia with lower species too uh and who knows who's going to get added to that because lower species and uh, odd man out uh have a lot of shared members so maybe we'll do that instead but I, i would love to just tour not only out of country but I would I would love to hit the East Coast and the Midwest and the West Coast. We have a we're very we're very lucky that uh people like seem to want us to play everywhere, which is really fucking cool. Every pretty much everywhere we'll go, we'll have a really good time playing because there's always a group of kids that always make it worth it.
0: Oh yeah. I, I think that's awesome and really special that you guys are definitely have that relationship with the different regions. Cause I know there's bands out there that will only play like one or two specific places and never really travel outside that market. So the fact that you guys are able to go to multiple, I, I think it's really great.
1: Yeah. I, I get why people don't want to go on tour. or Like, yeah, only want to play certain places that they know are going to be good, but I don't care. I'm just down to roll the dice and see what happens. If we play a bad show, we play a bad show. Who cares? Like we'll play another one. That's good. The next day or, or, or we won't, who knows? We're going to have a good time playing either way. because so that's what I, that's what I like to do. I like to play guitar.
0: Hell yeah. Well, Joey, I I'd like to thank you for taking the time and doing this today. It definitely means a lot to me to finally have somebody from the Pacific Northwest on the podcast it's really awesome
1: yeah thank you so much for having me um it it means a lot that you reached out at all and it's cool that uh you wanted to hear anything about what i'm doing it's that's it's really humbling to have uh, someone outside of where i am want to just care
0: For sure. Yeah, no, I've always supported uh, the scene up there. I've always, you know, thought there's cool bands from out there and I definitely want to let people know that there's still an awesome scene up there and don't want to let anybody forget about it. So it was definitely a pleasure for me.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Um, but real quick before we go, is there anything you want to shout out or plug?
1: Yeah, I probably should, uh, shout out some people real quick. Uh, I want to, I wanna I wanna first say flash of the blade to get their shit together and do their podcast. Uh uh I really enjoy that one. Alex is a good friend of mine. I really enjoyed the conversation you had with him and Dom is the homie too. And I haven't met Anthony, but uh he's really funny on the podcast. So hopefully they get together. Um I guess I'll just do some real quick shout outs for stuff that I'm I'm in that people have maybe don't know about. Uh I got a, this band Sunspots. We have a new single up at Painter Man Records, so go check that out. Um I'm in this band called Regime eighteen that's gonna be putting out a flexi really soon of like US hardcore uh, agnostic front style shit. So if you're if you're into that, go check it out. Um and come come and see Warren and Ingrown on the tour, even if you don't stay for us, please watch Warren and Ingrown because Warren is completely underrated and Ingrown fucking kills it.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top.